Hello and welcome to the Venus Investor Evolutionary Astrology Podcast, to give it its correct name. And this episode is about Easter. Uh, and not necessarily just this Easter in 2023. It's about the principles of humanity, the evolution of humanity, um, and what Easter means, what Easter provides and gives to humanity. Um, and of course, because we've got Pluto in Aquarius, this is a really good time to delve in to the ideas of our evolution here, right back from Christian times, but not necessarily just Christian times. Before that, Easter was also a pagan festival and it was now also Jewish Passover because Jesus had the last supper at Passover. So and now Ramadan, which has been changing slightly, falling back through the calendar each year, is also in time with Ramadan. So we have the major religions now honouring or celebrating this time of year. Um, and I like that idea because it means that they are all in tune with the Earth's patterns. And I think that's an understanding that, you know, astrology is intrinsic to our place on Earth and uh, not just the seasons, but our well-being and our spiritual nature and lifting us up beyond just purely the physical. Because here, this um, religious festival with the idea of Passover, Passover is taken from the, the full moon, that occurs straight after the solstice. So the solstice is on the 21st of March and the first full moon we have is always the Libra full moon. And obviously in a Libra full moon, you are gonna be thinking about the others and others and your kindness and love towards them. Um, and also it's taking you beyond yourself. So I really like this idea of, and with the Jewish Passover, Jesus had his last supper then. So there we had the solstice and then the full moon and then the Sunday after the full moon is is Passover and is now Easter as well. So we see that the Christian calendar is actually based on astrology. And I know we might think that the you know, priests or the church now would really dismiss uh, the idea of astrology. But really, it's, it's based. Their calendar is based on astrology. And this idea. So um, I'm fully embracing that idea of Easter as something very spiritual, whether you're a Christian or a Muslim or this idea in astrology really lifts it out. And I want to explore some of the ideas that came with the death of, of Jesus Christ and also his rebirth. So Easter occurs, it's the first Sunday after the full moon after the spring or the March equinox. And this year, that's the 6th, the 6th of April is the Libra full moon. And that's at 16 degrees. And that's 16 degrees on the 6th of April, 2023. And of course, we're thinking about Libra with the other, but the sun is in Aries. And Aries, as we would see it as a Christian, is the Lamb of God. And based on the Julian calendar, which was introduced by uh, Emperor, the Emperor Julius Caesar, so it's called the Julian calendar, um, and, and was used by the whole Roman Empire um, at around 46 BC. And now we use the Gregorian calendar. So some of the dates we have now are slightly, um, only slightly off, but we use a Gregorian calendar and we start with Jesus's birth at zero BC. And there's various ideas around this, but we know that Jesus also lived for 33 years. 
and it's Easter now that we are celebrating or honouring his death and also the idea that he is then reborn and that he actually died for our sins. So less a celebration, um, but more of an honouring and a respect. Now, there is the idea that there were two Jesus childs and Jesus was born as Jesus. He wasn't born with the Christ energy. The Christ energy came in at the baptism. So the idea that it was a two Jesus Charles, it was not enough of um, they had to be blended into one person in order to carry this amazing purified um, energy, utterly pure energy that came in in the baptism um, when Jesus was 30. Now, remember, you know, we don't know much about his teenage years, but when he was 12, his parents lost him for three days and um, they found him. They turned up in a in a temple talking with the, the highest priests, the rabbis, talking with them with, with such exalted ideas. And they were stunned that their son had really kind of turned into this this um, really man full of wisdom when well, he was a boy at this time. But. But this is kind of the inkling, the idea of the Christ energy coming in in his preparation for what was to come. So the Christ energy was came into Jesus at the baptism with St. John the Baptist. And the remember St. John the Baptist says, you know, I'm going to baptize you with water, but there is one who will baptize you with fire. And he's talking about the fire that returns at Pentecost, which is 50 days after Easter. And it's when uh, the group of um, apostles, the disciples, or about 120 of them, received the holy fire. The little flames that you see on the top of the head, they received that as a group just 10 days after t Jesus had departed again. So this little fire is the Holy, the Holy Spirit that they received. And that was the baptism that they were, um, they were talking about that he, from going from the water to the fire. But also this relates to the idea that when we have the great conjunction, which happens every 20 years between Jupiter and Saturn, it goes through cycles of every 600 years, it changes. And in that time, um, the great conjunction was happening mostly in water signs. And when Jesus came in, it was then turned to be mostly in fire signs. And what we have now is from the great conjunction that happened at naught degrees Aries on the 21st of December 2020. That was the great conjunction at naught degrees Aries. I mean, sorry, new, getting that wrong, naught degrees Aquarius. That was when we started a new 600 year cycle of mostly air signs. And of course, our whole world is really um, going to be fixated with air, the electronics, digital, AI, all those air themes. So this was, um, as you can see, with the Holy Spirit coming in, that was much more fire based. We've gone from water to fire in those. So there's another astro astrological idea around Easter. Um, so Jesus was baptized and the date we've got for the baptism is the 23rd of September 29 AD at 10 a.m. And there's a chart for this. And this chart relates to the conception chart for all of us when we were conceived. Um, whereas the crucifixion chart relate, relates to our birth chart, which is quite a, a, a phenomenon, a concept to look to and see how your birth chart relates to the crucifixion chart. And the reason for this is because 
Jesus had three years of ministry with the Christ energy. So when, when he was baptized, the Christ energy came in. And this is an energy that hasn't previously been on earth or in human form. And Jesus had to, Jesus the man had to carry this incredible energy with him. And it's almost like a nuclear power. And as this energy was kind of downloaded into Jesus, you know, he, it, it, it almost like destroying his body and he became weaker and weaker. So, but at the beginning, when we know that as soon as he received this, he, he performed many miracles, many healings took place directly after the baptism. And also you would hear that, you know, the Christ spirit, Jesus Christ spoke with such divine intensity to those around him, to those around him. He changed the consciousness of those people that were listening, you know, that you hear them say, and it says, you know, they just to hear him speak made you feel loved and um, all your kind of aches, pains, worries just went away in his presence. So I want to read you something my, my teacher, Dr. Yubraj Sharma wrote. He says, as time went on, during the three years, the Christ spirit itself more tied itself more and more into the body of Jesus, compressing and contracting himself as it entered. So because this divine and then this divine power was becoming more manifest, more earthly, more into the man, uh, the divine powers became lost as the God energy descended fully into human form. And this is the process of materialization and the decline of divine energy as it comes into manifest our physical form. Um, and it reflects the downward arc of, of, of evolution to reach the densest point of world evolution which actually occurred at Golgotha at Easter. And this is also why the powers of Jesus Christ dwindled as recorded by the Gospels. There were progressively fewer miracles and um, he could feel the fear and anxiety of, of actual humans. As he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he remembers he's asking his father, why, you know, why me? And he was scared. Um, as this was him now actually feeling, feeling that this, the fear and anxiety of the human race race sorry the body of jesus despite the purity of its ancestry and and the purity of its conception was nonetheless not powerful enough to stabilize the extreme cosmic forces of the christ within it and the energy of the christ represents the highest levels of radiation and by the time of golgotha the weakened um rapidly decaying body of jesus was almost broken down he stood in silence before the judging rabbi and then Pilate, not because of choice so much as there was hardly any energy left in his body the powerful christ forces that were free around his body soon after baptism were now powerless when completely locked and held within the confines of the body of jesus the man his level of suffering alienation despair and utter isolation from the sublime spiritual realm cannot be comprehended this was because there was absolutely no karma no sin or guilt lodged with any within any part of jesus and so it was the most intense experience of the descent imaginable um, and being the recapitulation of the whole karmic descent of the human race into the dense midpoint of evolution felt within just one individual so this is huge and powerful and kind of i think this makes it easier to understand what was really happening 
at the time in a more um also the esoteric but also the energy of the time and what was actually happening to Jesus so the mystery of Golgotha is the death of Jesus the man on the cross but it's the conscious the conscious birth of the Christ energy into earth so and into all of us into mankind so that's why it relates to your birth chart our birth chart because it's us coming into mankind and this idea that you know he died for all our sins he died the man died and left us with this Christ energy coming into earth and coming into all of us is why that the Christ consciousness initiations are always so important because they are directly for our evolution this Christ energy has been moving through the earth ever since so this is a profound birth for us but a death of Jesus the man and um, so we've got the crucifixion date. I mean, obviously this is disputed, but uh, we have a crucifixion date because, you know, the Testament says that there was a darkening of the skies and an unnatural darkening. And the only reason that usually happens is because of a solar eclipse. In a solar eclipse, when the sun, the moon moves across the face of the sun, the whole world goes darker and it goes colder too, quite immediately. And it's quite a profound experience. Um, but this Passover, when this was occurring, is is two weeks after the full moon. And actually on the year 33, um, and which is the, if we're using this Gregorian calendar, when we start at zero as Jesus' birth and goes on to 33, and also the ministry happening, the baptism at 29. So you have three years of this. So this happened, there just happened to be a solar eclipse just before Jesus' crucifixion which I think is quite phenomenal. So if you look at this, this, but this solar eclipse would have happened two or did happen two weeks before Passover because Passover, uh, when Jesus had his last supper, is the full moon, which is when we have the Passover Jewish festival. So we can't include this, this darkening of the skies as the darkening with the solar eclipse as the darkening here because at this Passover there was actually a full moon lunar eclipse. And of course with a full moon lunar eclipse it's generally going to happen at night if you're going to see it and that's when the moon turns red. It kind of goes slowly, slowly has this red hue, the blood red moon. And so that's not necessarily a darkening of the skies. However, Jesus did die at 3 p.m. and the eclipse was at 3 p.m., which is, I think, quite profound. If you look into this, um, into this on, on both astro.com and SolarFire. So it was a full moon lunar eclipse at 11 degrees Libra and our full moon this year is at 16 degrees Libra but not to get distracted with astro.com they say that this eclipse was on Friday the 3rd of April um, no it's a Friday the 1st of April and Solifier said it's on the Friday the 3rd of April but nonetheless because they had to calculate when this was using a Gregorian calendar, when actually this was happening in a Julian calendar. So they've had to convert it. So the conversion might be a little bit wrong or, or I don't know, but they both got it on a Friday and they both got it at 3 p.m. And it was a lunar eclipse at 3 p.m. on the Easter Friday after the full moon uh, or was happening at the full moon at Passover for Jesus's death on the cross.
so the fact that these two big astrology um, apps are out by two days, I think we can forgive them over 2000 years. However, this date is is disputed by so many theologians, experts. But, you know, if you just take it really simply and cut away all the ideas, there was an eclipse at Easter that darkened the skies two weeks before Jesus died on the cross, but actually a full moon eclipse exactly at 3 p.m. on the Friday at Easter at Passover on year 33. And as uh, my teacher, Dr. Yubrashana says, um, however, you know, at this in Jerusalem, the moon could have risen and um, at three o'clock at that day, as, as it sometimes does. And, you know, when you've got uh, when you're um, in the day, you sometimes see the moon. So the moon could have risen and be partially eclipsed as the sun was setting. And this could cause an hour-long darkness over the land of Palestine. So really, this is um, a date we can actually look into and use as our crucifixion date. And um, remember, you know, now now we've also got this full moon um, at Easter this time, but we're always going to have a full moon just before it, but it's here at there at 16 degrees, not far off. But I thought it was quite unusual that we've got Chiron um, opposite this full moon with the energy in the sun, with next to the sun in Aries, and Aries being the Lamb of God. And Chiron here, Chiron is often discussed as having a Christ-like energy where it's the sacrifice to healing and the idea that we grow through our healing and we sacrifice so much here and it's painful. So Chiron has this Christ-like energy. So I think we've kind of got this special time of honouring these processes, our pain and our growth here at Easter. And so I wanted to look, because Chiron is kind of associated with Christ and the processes, the Christ processes, I wanted to look at where Chiron was at year 33. And actually, none of the astrological apps can give you um, a time or a place where Chiron was. They're saying it's not available. So they haven't really worked out where Chiron was. It's been probably too difficult or the computers haven't gone that far. I don't know. But Chiron wasn't discovered then, obviously. Um, it was discovered in the 1970s and they haven't worked out where he was at Jesus' death, but I would, for one, would love to know. But, but looking at the chart of the crucifixion, uh, so it's 3 p.m. Um, on the 1st or 2nd of April, 1st or 3rd of April, depending on which app you're using, Solarflyer or um, um, Astro.com, that we, if you take the, the Good Friday principle that is happening on a Friday, that uh, we have at 3 p.m. a 29 degrees Leo ascendant. And of course, that's the, the king, the king at 29 degrees, the crisis of the king and also potentially the end of the king. But it's also the solar forces of Leo in a huge kind of swell, the powerful solar forces acting at the time. You know, the sun rules Leo. And of course, it's the 29 anoretic degrees. And also Leo is the king energy. And as the sun is the ruler of Leo, we then use it as a dispositor. So we see where is the sun and the sun on this chart is in the eighth house. And the eighth house is a scorpionic house. It's a veiled house. So the sun is a veiling of the sun. And this represents, according to Dr. Yubraj Sharma, who is my teacher, um, represents the death of the energy within the sun as it leaves the inner sun 
and travels into the earth through the dying Christ to enable earth itself to become the star and the receptacle of this Christ energy, which is here with us today. So that's also Jesus's gift to us um, and his sacrifice there. But this 29 degrees Leo ascendant, I think is, is very powerful and indicative of what was happening then. But looking at that, that point of the 29 degrees Leo, it's been quite active. One in the solar eclipse that went straight across America, the great American eclipse that went, was it 2017, um, that cut America in half. So I think that that um, is that was at 28 degrees Leo. And also this summer, we have uh, Venus retrograde from 28 degrees Leo. So it's within a degree of this ascendant point. So I think this points to kind of world world um, processes and phenomenon that will be being acted out uh, this summer and have been since that eclipse, actually. But also, if we take this sun in Aries, in the eighth house being veiled, it's in Aries, which is, as I've said before, the Lamb of God. So this this sun energy being veiled. And so in a way, that's the darkening of the skies that, that the Testament talks about. But really, it's an energetic Testament and an energetic darkening of the sky where the ancients would have been much more sensitive to the energies and understood that rather than just seeing it visually with your eyes. Now, also in this crucifixion chart, the MC, which is the career point, the place where you're heading, the highest point you go, it's 27 degrees Taurus. And Taurus represents the body. I'm just, read, I'm just chipping into what um, Yubraj has said. But So after his death, Christ did not ascend towards the heavens and the spiritual realms as it is usual for a soul entering the afterlife, as we would do. Um, and so as we would do a to a transit towards a new incarnation in due course. However, instead, Christ, with this MC 27 degrees Taurus, descended into the earth itself. It was heading into the physicality and thus permeating into the physical etheric planet. So he joined within the planet. And this Taurus MC indicates such a shift of his soul. His codes of resurrection can only thereby become available directly into the future physical bodies of humans. So these resurrection codes are there for us. Um, but really, it points to Jesus's, you know, staying within the physicality of of Earth, of Mother Earth and with us and within our own bodies, too. And in this crucifixion chart mercury is at 17 degrees pisces in the seventh house and venus is is conjunct venus retrograde is conjunct pisces but i mean sorry conjunct mercury so mercury is at 17 degrees and this represents there's this powerful flow of of action of flow of the christ energy and his blood into the world because his seventh house is especially through the sacral chakra and this complete sacrifice which is a piscean theme and surrender into the world is is a rewriting re, sorry a rewriting and causing judgment of all the normal or sorry i'm gonna start that again so there is a powerful flow of the Christ energy. So this flow is a is Mercury is in charge of this flow of information of ideas. But this is the Christ energy and His blood, which because they pierced His liver, so the blood did flow into 
um, into the earth and this complete sacrifice and surrender, which is what the Piscean themes into the world is a rewriting of Mercury themes and causing judgment of all the moral, which is a Mercury sphere and sexual because Venus here is is next to Mercury, uh, their karma within the human race. So that's almost what he's leaving with us, this surrender and um, his his sacrifice for us. So moral, sexual ideas for the karma of the human race. So that's Mercury, that's 17 degrees in the seventh house. So this also is the sacral idea and our connection to others um, and our boundaryliness, our merging with others. And Venus here is at 22 degrees Pisces in the seventh house and she is retrograde. And Eubraz writes, there was no limit to how much the love of Christ for the world and for humanity reached out and extended to everyone like a Pisces would. He had utmost forgiveness, passion and loving embrace for all despite the dying process on the cross. So this is that Venus retrograde. It's still there, that wonderful um, ecstatic love that just flows out as it would with a Pisces placement and to others in the seventh house. Um, Mars and Jupiter are in Gemini in this chart and you know Mars is it's in Gemini and this is relating to the state of the injury and the bleeding as experienced by Christ on the cross and the dying process of leaving the body you know that duality is also vitalized by the surging power of Mars you know it's got to get move out move out you know which enables the soul to drive itself out of the body with enthusiasm towards the spiritual realm i'm reading you Braj again um the gemini nature indicates that christ's blood was the youngest blood on the planet it contained the fresh new blueprints of the resurrection of humanity back to their pristine adam eve state of original purity there was inherent in sorry there was inherent in this blood, the ability to completely overcome and unite all duality, all separation and veils between mortality and immortality. And as such, because it has a 10th house placement, also provided his blood to have the lasting legacy for all time and to become the ethereal mortar for the future temple of the body of the divine human. I mean, that's quite phenomenal. I mean, um, I do like the way uh, my teacher translates this and explains it in such esoteric terms. And these also terms also chime with what Steiner would be saying as well. So, but then there's Jupiter here as well and conjunct Mars and also opposite Pluto. Um, and the energy of Christ's etheric body and liver, which is a very plutonic thing, and because it's the process here, we process all our blood here in the liver, it, it flowed immensely. The Jupiter was really pushing this, flowed into the earth and sought out any and all duality within the planet. Nothing is exempt from this radiation of energy from Jupiter and the liver, Christ's liver, hence also the aspects to, Ju to Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. Every shadow being noticed um, by the light of, of, of Christ's, we call it liver. And of course, um, Ubraj is a homeopath and a herbalist. And this understanding that this liver holds most of the body's blood and they pierced him. You know, is he alive? They wanted to check he was alive. So they pierced his liver so that it would flow. The blood would flow into the earth and the blood was holding these codes. 
And also with the liver, you know, it's the light of the soul here that um, it holds all the light of the soul. So this is also, um, he, Yubra says, it's being a very visible light. And also because it's so visible, it'd be in the 10th house where you can see things, where you can see things happen. Uh, Saturn is in uh, Cancer in the 11th house and uh, Dr. Yubraj Sharma says Christ caused a powerful sealing off within the world of old karma so new, no new karma could effectively be made and from now on the human race focuses on clearing its backlog of karma such as through the replaying of it a, a nurturing shell-like energy was sealed like in a cancer way around the the earth to indicate the Christ to incubate the Christ energy within it over the future timeline. So this is a kind of like the 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 Saturn in Cancer, the mothering energy of like really this is a serious mothering energy that we're going to cocoon you and incubate you and nurture you. And then the Pluto is at is opposite the Jupiter and Mars in. Um, Gemini so Pluto is in Sagittarius but exactly opposite Jupiter so these two opposing forces and all the Plutonian based shadow forces and all impulses of transformation which is Pluto's area and planetary evolution evolution fully cooperated and flowed within the Christ's birth into the world there was no ability of the shadow forces to resist this Christ impulses and they had already begun preparing for the eventual exit from Earth. So this Sagittarius idea, Pluto and Sagittarius, like really flowing, really enabling, being extra flow of evolution here within the Earth and through mankind. And then we've got the North Node in uh, four degrees Aries and this... Um, reading Yubraj again, activates properly the point of ascension of the world and humanity. From this moment onwards, there is no further possibility of new karma to be created or further densification into the matter, which is what was happening when you're going further and further from spirit into density. And this is the densest point, which is happens on each process of when we go through Polarian, Hyperborean, Lemuria, um, Atlantean and in this current era we go right into density and then we come out of density towards spirit and this is the process we're heading on in thousands of years of course towards spirit where we become the next layer of angels or angelic forms so this is like we are reliving some of this stuff and we're letting go and retrieving old unfinished karma and completing it a line has been drawn in time through the will of the Christ so that the time proceeds properly into the future of the last judgment. So this North Node in Aries is like where well, this is where mankind are heading. Um, and these are kind of really deeply esoteric spiritual um, concepts to grasp. Um, and uh, during Easter, I will be holding some of the meditations to grasp some of these con some of these concepts. So please do contact me. Uh, I will post on Instagram about this as well. But um, I think this is a phenomenal idea to uh, enable us to grasp some of these energies. And and as I've said, the importance of the Christ initiations to bring that Christ initiations or Christ into ourselves and enable our own uh, really powerful evolution. Now, as I mentioned, that one of the good things to do is to meditate on this idea, but also looking at the... Uh, 
crucifixion chart and then comparing it with your own chart, like a synastry chart, to see the the um, what works within that, and almost using his chart to update your own and bring in those Christ codes. Because as um, Dr. Yubraj Sharma, Sharma says, you know that these Christ energies are available for all of us when we're ready to receive them. And these Christ initiations are the important idea of us actually evolving as um, for humanity. So I would look at that. And if you need to look at this chart um, on astro.com, it's on the um, Friday, the 1st of April. And that the year is 033. And it will tell you it's converted it to the Gregorian calendar on there. So it's Friday the, the 1st of April at 3 p.m. in Jerusalem. And you'll see that's the chart there with the 29 degree um, Leo um, point. So, but if you're using solar fire, then it's the 3rd of April, 33. Either way, or if you want me to send it to you, let me know and I will. Um, and um, yes, I hope you've found this informative and um, I hope you have a really wonderful Easter. God bless you all.